0: Merry Christmas. You're listening to Guat Dot Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm your host, Kenny Price. Today is the second installment in a special Christmas series entitled Reasons to Rejoice. Our message today is His name is Jesus. We'll be reading out of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, And will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Very quickly, I want you to see just a few things. First of all, this is not just another Jesus. Jesus was a common Jewish name for boys. The Greek word here in the New Testament is Iesus. It's a form of the Hebrew word that we hear in the word Joshua, who was the successor of Moses, a very common Levitical family name. But here it's not just another Yeshua. This Jesus is Savior. He is the fulfillment of divine prophecy. There in verse 26, it says Mary was from Nazareth. In Matthew 2, 23, it says so that what was fulfilled that was said through the prophets that he will be called a Nazarene. That's in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1. He's also the fulfillment of divine prophecy and the fact that he was born of a virgin. There in verses 27 and 31. Isaiah seven fourteen says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel means God with us. And so Isaiah said that it it will be very clear that this particular Jesus will be born of a virgin. The angel Gabriel told Mary that literally you shall become pregnant in your womb. Of course, this caused Mary confusion because she confessed to the angel that how is this possible that I've never been with a man? And so the bottom line is that Jesus is the fulfillment of divine prophecy. He came from Nazareth. He was born of a virgin. He's from the house of David. In 2 Samuel 7, 12, it says, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Psalm 89, verse 29 also echoes the eternality of Jesus as Savior and King. But you see, he's the divine fulfillment of prophecy. So this Jesus is Savior. He is the fulfillment of the name. Gabriel said, you shall call his name Jesus. He also said that to Joseph in Matthew 21. He said, you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Acts chapter 4 verse 10 and 12 says, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so this Jesus is Savior. I wrote down this quote some time ago. I don't have the record of who said it, but it's not original with me. But it says our greatest need. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. So it's not just another Jesus. This Jesus is Savior, and he's the fulfillment of his name. But this Jesus is also the great and exalted king. The angel says he shall, and that's a prophetic future there in the Greek language. It's destined to come to pass. In verse 32, it says he's going to be great. The angel said also in verse 32, that he will be called the son of the most high. This is a very specific designation of someone who is uniquely son and uniquely related to God, that he is son in the book of Hebrews chapter one, verse two, it says that in this, in this day that God has now spoken to us through son In the Greek language, the definite article, the word the is not found. It says that in this time, God has spoken to us through son. And so it's not the concept of someone who is birthed from a father, but it's someone who by nature is son. Jesus is uniquely God the son. I love the Spanish language and in witnessing using Spanish and the opportunities I had uh, some time ago to go to the country of Venezuela. One of the verses we quote, Is John 3 16 but in that it talks about that Jesus is the only begotten son and I love it in the Spanish it says that he is he is the hijo unigenito unigenito and in talking to people about Jesus and reporting to them that he is uniquely God's son he is the only begotten he is uniquely God's son what a wonderful concept. What a wonderful truth. The fact that this Jesus is the eternal king and savior. You know, it goes on to say in that passage of Hebrews that Jesus is the heir of all things. He's the maker of all things, and he is the sustainer of all things. Jesus spoke the world into existence, and the world is maintained by his mighty word and his power. But Jesus is the great and exalted eternal king. I saw an interesting video here recently, and I'm going to have the, the URL for it in the show notes attached to the, to the podcast. But it was Kanye West at uh, Joel Olstein's church. It was the Sunday morning service, and Kanye was there in promotion of Jesus as king, the special presentation they were going to be doing that night. But... Joel interviewed him for just a few minutes there during the Sunday morning service. And Kanye made a very interesting statement. Of course, his new album is Jesus is King. And for whatever you want to say about Kanye West, whatever judgment you want to make, I take it at face value that Kanye West has been saved, that he's come to Jesus. He told Joel that uh, recently when he was on the James Corden show, talking to James Corden, He said that I put it like this, that you know how it is when you're asleep, that you're asleep. But then when you wake up, you're not asleep anymore. You've woken up. And he said, I told James Corden, well, I've woken up. And so Kanye has come alive to the fact that Jesus is king. Now, he made an interesting statement, and I really encourage you to go and watch the podcast. I'm sorry, watch the the video for yourself because it'll blow your mind that here Kanye West, a a massively successful record producer, songwriter, etc., that he said that the Christians in L.A. were advising him to not use the word Jesus. Now, go and watch the video for yourself. It'll shock you, or actually, maybe it won't shock you. But here is Kanye coming to Christ, a fresh new believer, willing to be bold in his faith, and to take his whole family down the path of Jesus with him, and he has Christians, quote-unquote, and I'll put quotations around the word Christians, he has Christians in L.A. who warned him, Kanye, don't use the name Jesus. And then listen to what he has to say about that comment. But folks, the truth of the matter is, without Jesus, we do not have salvation. Without Jesus, this world is still plunged into utter darkness, and chaos. But yet the Bible makes it clear that when Christ came that the light has been turned on and the Holy Spirit is clearly communicating the message through the power of his eternal righteous word that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord, that Jesus is Savior and he's King. But it also goes on to say that his kingdom shall not end. In verse 33, it says that he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom shall never end. Now, that's hard for us to comprehend because we live in a world without permanence. Everything around us seems to come to an end. We see death. We see destruction. We see decay. But his kingdom shall not end. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom shall never end. There will never be a time when Jesus is not in charge. That is fantastic news, that there is never a time when another Satan will rise up in rebellion against God and seek to overthrow heaven and cause a disruption in your salvation and my salvation and our eternal success with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is forever. And so it's hard for us to comprehend, but we need to settle in on that today and allow it to bring the joy that God wants it to bring. That is a huge thought. It doesn't matter what we're experiencing here in the moment. The Bible says that this life is but a vapor. A vapor is a transitional state, it's not liquid and it's not gas. That's what this life is that we live presently. We're in transition. We're headed somewhere. We're headed to a very real heaven with Jesus Christ. Or if we depart this planet without Him as our Lord and Savior, we live forever in a very real place called hell. Now, to some of you, that's a very disturbing thought, but my friend, it's the truth. That's why today, if we come to a knowledge of the truth and we accept Jesus as our Savior and we know Him as Savior and King, then we can have rejoicing and joy because we know that our eternal security is safe. It's guarded. There will never be a time when Jesus is not in charge. So this Jesus we're talking about today, the Jesus of the Bible, is intrinsically Savior and Lord. As prophesied by Gabriel, these two attributes are intrinsic to the baby that was prophesied. It is impossible to accept one half of the equation without accepting the other half. Jesus is Savior and Lord. And so with that today, I want to encourage you that we absolutely have every reason to rejoice, regardless of our present life circumstances, because his name is Jesus, and Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the name, and Jesus is Savior and King, and Jesus will reign forever. Today's podcast is part of the multi-part series, Reasons to Rejoice. A Christmas reminder that the Bible gives us plenty of reasons to be happy, to be joyful, to rejoice. Also, be sure to check the show notes. There you'll find valuable information regarding the online version of the Christian Standard Bible, our ministry's website, also the email address if you have a question regarding anything that you've heard on any of our podcasts, or if you have a spiritual question that you would like someone else's opinion on, I'd be glad to read your email and respond to you as soon as possible. Please, if you can, keep your question brief. Until next time, my friend, I bid you peace.